this glass on the east and west sides. So with our, you know, the Dactronics assets wrapped into the building really, really well, you know, at night this place glows and it's, it's just a beacon in the center of campus. Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Exner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Zach Dayton, Deputy Athletic Director at Fairfield University. He shares the story of bringing a new arena online and how they work to maximize their live event experience for the student athletes, fans, and their university as a whole. And we're here today with Zach. Zach, how you doing? Good, guys. How are you? Appreciate Good. being here. Honored to uh, to participate in this podcast. Yeah, we're looking forward to a good conversation today. I have Matt Anderson sitting across the table from me. Hello, Zach. Hey, Matt. How are you? Good, man. Um, and how about we, we start with a little background. Let's hear uh, a little bit about you and how you got to your position with Fairfield University. Sure. Uh, lucky and fortunate to be here at Fairfield University at such an uh, incredible time in our, in our school's history. So I uh, went to college at Pace University in New York. I was a Division II baseball player. I loved my experience. Uh, worked in athletics there as a student. And then I uh, ended up going to grad school there in a, in a graduate assistantship capacity in the athletic department. Then I had three jobs there on the external side of the house. So I really got my feet wet in game presentation, uh, ticket sales and that sort of thing. And then uh, in 2015, I came to Fairfield as the associate athletic director for marketing and communication and, and kind of led the external shop. Uh, a year later, I was uh, added sports supervision to my profile as a senior associate athletic director. And 2019, I was named Deputy Athletic Director at Fairfield. And in my current role, I oversee our external team. Uh, I work with our uh, advancement colleagues pretty significantly, as well as our facility team on capital projects. And that, that kind of probably leads us to our discussion today um, about uh, a lot of our new capital projects on campus and, and how Ditronics has impacted those projects. So it's been, uh, this is my seventh year on campus. Uh, Fairfield is in an incredible period of growth, uh, and I'm, I'm fortunate to be here. I'm fortunate to work with with great people um, that believe in really a shared vision uh, to elevate the school to new heights. That's awesome. I always love hearing kind of how people got to where they are. And you know, you mentioned starting out even as a as a baseball player. What is it about? I guess I would say athletics or athletics administration that you liked that you knew that this is what you wanted to do for your career. I love that question. Uh, yeah, as a former student athlete, I love, you know, I love the grind. I love uh, the journey that student athletes have, uh, you know, to reach their goals academically, athletically, and, and really as their total human development um, throughout their four years of college. So that was, that was near and dear to my heart. I love the impact that athletics can have on community. Uh, and I love helping people. Uh, I know it sounds, uh, it, it's, it sounds uh, very common, but um, I just I, I like allowing people to experience our brand and our student athletes and, and make sure they have a great time to eat. So you know the the, the fan experience side is really important, uh, and, and sports is so connected in our society and such a uh, so important for so many people. Uh, and um, I like being a part of that. So I it's really multifaceted. Why I got into this. Athletics administration has changed and grown over the years, as anything does, but certainly we're in a very interesting time period in college athletics. And uh, I want to be part of the change. I want to I want to help our institution 
grow and and really be a leader and on the forefront of uh, what we can do here in college athletics. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I've always been a big sports fan. And I mean, I feel fortunate enough too to be in marketing for a company that does things for sports and markets as well on my side. But mm-hmm. um, and whenever we talk to athletic directors too, I'm always so curious. I mean, you started, again, as a baseball player, but now it's one of those, you're kind of overseeing all the different sports. How has that grown to be able to all of a sudden, you know, you have to be involved in every one of these different things. It's not just baseball, it's the basketball, football, it could be tennis, track, all these different sports. Sure. I, I'm, I'm lucky to have two great bosses. I report to our vice president for athletics, Paul Schlickman, and our vice president for marketing and communication, Jen Anderson here. And the alignment really helps with all of that. Uh, we have, you know, I, I don't oversee all the sports. I oversee a handful uh, of our portfolio and, and work with a lot of our uh, sports that generate ticket sales. So I'm, I do have a broad portfolio, but at the same time, um, you know, we divide that up amongst uh, four or five administrators from our reporting structure standpoint. But you work with all the sports from a marketing and, a, and external relations perspective. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, it's really it's it's probably one of the hardest things to manage because you want to help everybody. Yeah. Um, and there's only 24 hours in a day, and um, that's uh, it is it's hard to you. It, so I've try to become really disciplined with my time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think I, you know, I, 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 you have to constantly recalibrate and okay, what's, what's front of mind right now? What's the most important thing I can handle? Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes in the, in this, in my current role, um, I position people over, over projects. Um, so what people need my attention the most right now, whether it's, uh, some of our external team or coaches that report to me or, uh, challenge that we're facing, that sort of thing, and, and really putting my my office hours into that, and 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 piecing together some of the you know the business functions of that. So that's that's been a huge opportunity, a huge challenge in mm-hmm. this role, especially bringing on a new uh, arena this year, where a lot of the business development components were um, a huge time demand. So it was it was very much it was a hard balance to balance the people aspect of my job with the business development um, component of, of my job um, was such an incredible project happening on campus. We did it and it worked out, but it was uh, certainly one of the newest challenges in this academic year for me. Yeah, that's. I was just going to kind of lead into that and say some of the different things you get to oversee is these new arena projects, especially the one you just recently had. Can you tell us a little bit more about that specific project? Sure, happy to. It's like, uh, it's probably my favorite topic. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, we opened the $51 million Leo D. Mahali Arena this year on our campus. It is, uh, the, the $51 million was generated completely philanthropically um, it, due to the support of our incredible alumni base and, and support base, which is, it's, it's really a testament to the success of the institution and the success and value of the degree here at Fairfield University. Um, the planning process uh, there was a there was a huge team effort between our athletics, uh, senior administration and coaches, our uh, facilities team, which is incredible on campus. It's it's uh, it's it's really impressive the the staff that we have here, and our senior leadership, um, and then uh, advancement on our on the fundraising side. So it's been a huge huge team effort. Um, it started well before the pandemic, and obviously, like many projects, the pandemic kind of. Uh, through a curveball that that nobody was ready for, 
But uh, the, the shortened version of the history is we had Alumni Hall on campus. Uh, it was established in 1959. It was home to our basketball program and volleyball program for many years. And uh, in 2001-2002, uh, we moved our basketball programs to what was Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is about eight minutes down the road. Uh, and then for a pretty good chunk of time, uh, our women played there and then our, our men played there until last year on the basketball side. And so we had our our older gym on campus, which everyone loved and was you know, in kind of like a a sports enthusiast, traditionalist manner. Like it was, there was no, you know, no technology. It was an older gym. Uh, it was super loud and fun and, and people loved it. Sat about 2,500 people. And then we had a modern building off campus, uh, much larger. The full capacity is about 9,000. We sat in our uh, seating manifest about 6,000. But, um, you know, both venues, uh, were were really what was needed for the next step with our athletics programs. So uh, offsite, uh, our fans preferred to come on campus. Um, so the although Worcester Bank Arena was very nice and had some modern amenities and that sort of thing, and we uh, it just it didn't catch as a sustainable um, a, a venue that our fans really enjoyed. Um, and then on campus, certainly you know, we had a lot of success in that venue, and it's it's fun and 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 alumni and fans enjoyed uh, the venue and the memories and we had some great crowds years and years ago the 70s 80s and even in the 90s um but everybody wanted that back so the calling was really to bring the red sea back which is our uh student section um name so and and uh, you know after being you know I'm, I'm in a very much a fan facing role uh and talking to people that are passionate about our athletics programs uh regardless of venue people want to watch our athletic teams on our campus because they're you know everyone that's really passionate about Fairfield University loves us the campus and the institution they got a great degree here they met lifelong friends uh, on this campus and had a great time on this campus they want to come back and watch their sports on this campus so mm -hmm. the direction was to build a modern venue uh that would be a centerpiece and uh, you know I'm sitting in the venue as we speak the location is really central to campus it's it's one of the first thing you see when you drive in the front entrance um and it's it's become as it was a centerpiece for school spirit and certainly you know i come from an athletic slant mm -hmm. but it, this is a gathering this is a community gathering place this is for basketball and volleyball games this is for academic gatherings concerts university-wide events that sort of thing so it, it, it's bigger than sports uh, but sports is a is a mainstay in the building, but um, the institution needed a space of this size and this uh, and this scope uh, to move forward, and it's it's just been an incredible experience to be a part of. Yeah, that's awesome. Bringing sports back to campus every time I hear that, it's always a, mm -hmm. it seems to be a gigantic win for the university and for the uh, for the athletics program and the students. Um, mm -hmm. And you had mentioned, you know, it sounds like two. I would say drastic ends, but you had this one court you mentioned you played at that wasn't very large, and then you also went to another one that was maybe too big. It was nine thousand, I think you said. So it's you had you know you had you wanted something probably in the middle of those. But when you were beginning to think of having this arena on campus, what did, what does the research look like for that? I'm sure you travel and go to a fair amount of other arenas, but kind of how do you get your head wrapped around for like this is what we're looking for at this new facility? 
Uh, research was was critical, and uh, many of us on campus visited uh, several venues for many different reasons. So uh, we went to a lot of our peers, a lot of our Aspirin peers, some of our uh, peers within the Jesuit network, uh, some folks in the Big East, uh, Big Ten, uh, and visited all these venues and picked really a lot of the different components that we thought our fans would it would really resonate with our fans and alumni mm -hmm. so if you take um for instance on the first on the main level main concourse we have what we're calling these rail seats there's over 170 of them and they sit it's a high top chair and it there's a there's a drink rail so the the, the table in front of you is about maybe a foot wide mm -hmm. so it's and we took that um there was many venues that do this. It's not an original idea. Uh, I know Northwestern did that in their kind of redesign of their arena. The Yankees have a similar concept uh, at Yankee Stadium. And we did that for many reasons. But one, you know, fair, fair, fair people are very social. They want to connect with uh, their friends, alums, roommates, people that they haven't seen in years and wanted to create, create a... You know that's a that's a level of premium seating in our building that that is really cool. You know we we have three probably three different versions of premium seating in the venue in a thirty five hundred seat uh, arena, uh, which I think is really cool and certainly helps us uh, on the marketing ticket sales side. So those rail seats have been incredibly popular, and that's one item that we that we pulled from touring. Um, on the we we lo we've looked at you know, our, and we'll get, certainly get into the Dactronics product, but the, mm -hmm. the, the ribbon boards and courtside configuration of our boards and our center hum, uh, that was certainly, um, researched at, at peer and aspirin peer institutions. And then for me, you know, we, I've probably been to every really good basketball environment in the Northeast, uh, in division one okay. and pulled a lot of the fan experience elements from that and said, well, what's the, what's, what's, you know, what's within our scope and what can be done on the fan experience side, um, that can complement a really modern building. And that was really valuable research for me. Um, and we also did, uh, a, an assessment very early on on the fan experience side with our fans well before, you know, before shovels were even on the ground and said, well, you know, once we build this modern building, what do you want your experience to look and feel like? And what do you like? What do you like from alumni hall? What do you like from Washington Bank Arena? What would you like to see differently? Sure. And we've made, you know, some of that, the, that research may not have uh, impacted the infrastructure of the building because we were already well down the line, but um, it certainly has impacted our marketing plans and how we uh, communicate with our fans and what they see on game day. And it has changed our philosophy from marketing and fan experience perspective. Sure. And you kind of mentioned, you know, you, you interviewed people and, you know, some of that feedback came after shovels were in the ground. At what point in the, in the entire process of bringing this new building online, did you look into the, the experience elements? Like you mentioned some of the displays and things you were looking at, at what point did video displays and how that experience plays into the venue? When did that come up? Uh, that was very early on in the project. And that was well before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, we were, and and I think our early planning, I think probably impacted some of the, you know, we, we were fully live for the, for game one and didn't have any supply chain issues or anything like that. And with technology at any, you know, in any, any form or fashion these days, um, there's the threat of supply chain issues and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. we were, we were great. We were fully up and running for game one. 
Um, but the planning process, and we did a formal RFP early on, um, and the discussions about what the display elements looked like happened, you know, five-ish years ago uh, at this point. And that, you know, if we that happened for many reasons. One, we are a Dactronics house. We have uh, video boards that are Dactronics products at other outdoor venues on our campus. Mm-hmm. We were fluent in Dactronics technology and understood the power of the visual displays from being a Webster Bank Arena for quite a while. We've hosted two men's cross final fours in the state of Connecticut. We've hosted uh, several uh, women's basketball and NCAA quarterfinals at Webster Bank Arena. So we've had full houses of national audiences that we've uh, engaged with and interacted with through the, you know, those hosting responsibilities in NCAA and saw that the power of those visual displays is really strong. So it was, it was multifaceted. We started early and I think, and we're really pleased with what we did. And then I think we're still seeing the, how, how much that can evolve, which I'm sure we'll get into, um, to impact the fan experience. Yeah, and I'm and I'm even thinking too when when that did come up and you knew it was, it was going to be a big part of the arena. I mean, I'm not saying everyone probably came in and said we want a really big board in the highest resolution possible, right? But it's there's a point you you have to make sure we always hear it fits the space, right? So I'm kind of wondering like how did you end up paring it down and what was the final product that you ended up getting? Sure, I uh, I credit our architects and our design firm and everybody for the size of everything you know so like we you know we had building so we built leo de Mahoney arena on the same footprint as alumni hall alumni hall was kind of a was a north south configuration so you walked in and you were in the end zone of, of so basket was was um one of the first things you saw uh, as you walked in and then mahoney arena is an east west configuration with which allowed us to uh, expand our concourse a little bit and so it's a it's a it's a concise footprint in my opinion but it's and the venue is tall every seat is a great seat in the house and the dactronics elements are nicely wrapped into the venue so that every fan has as a really really good view of 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 the assets we also, what is really cool is there's a ton of glass in this building. So uh, club level has a the large glass facade that overlooks campus. Um, there's glass on the east and west sides. So with our, you know, the Dactronics assets wrapped into the building really, really well, you know, at night this place glows mm. and it's it's just a beacon in the center of campus that is inviting for students. You know, it, we, we've had student engagement has been through the roof this year. It's something that we're most proud of and you know it, it's just really it draws people in and that's what you want you want a building that is warm and inviting and uh is like i've got to check that out that just looks cool how do you know how do i get in there um so it's all come together really nicely and you know at the end of the day right now we have 12 active displays we have a large center hung scoreboard a four-sided uh with with equal size squares um on the on the jumbotron a ring underneath it which is was a modern element that um you see at a lot of venues now that was important to us and that meant how we utilize that has evolved even this season uh to be very much fan prompts and you know we're going to do some advanced stats and stuff like that as we go down here towards the end of the year we have 
a ribbon all the way around the second level of the con of, of our concourse. So it's we've got now our main concourse, and then we've got an upper deck area, um, all chair backs in the upper deck, and there's not a bad seat in the house, as I said. But the the ribbon piece is really uh, kind of brings the whole venue together and provides um, kind of a, a big wow factor. Uh, and then we've got the three sections of courtside boards on the floor for broadcast, game entertainment, media, our game operations team, and that's been really impactful as well. How we are able to intertwine, you know, really all three elements into our game presentation. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the story about how the the building glows, and I wrote that down. A beacon in the center of campus. I love that phrase. That yeah, sounds that's awesome. You're creating some FOMO if people are walking around wondering what's going on in this building. I got to go check it out, but. Um, and you kind of been alluding, you know, to the fan experience and how all that's been going and with them in mind and stuff. But um, I'm always curious, too, like how was the, the players' reaction or the coaches' reaction in the first game or the first walkthrough or practice that they may have had there? What was their reaction to it all? Uh, for both programs the and that played this so far, we have uh, – so we got both basketball programs, volleyball playing here next fall. Okay. Um, but for all three programs, the – reaction has been uh, just incredible as someone you know we all work uh so much and so hard in this business and you know it, it was just a really rewarding moment for all of us it's one of those like um not need to say but it's it's i mean and that obviously has to help with recruiting then too right i mean like people coming seeing that athletes loving to play in that arena more it all kind of trickles down exactly yeah the recruiting impact has has already you know even before construction was completed had made an impact, uh, which is really cool. You know, some of our current players transferred here this year and they were able to experience walkthroughs during the construction phase, and which, you know, their reactions were, were really, really uh, exciting. And they obviously, you know, they ended up coming here so that the, they liked what they saw. And it was really something really special here uh, among certainly our mid-major peers in basketball. You know, this is a, you know, this is a best in class, really, volleyball arena. It's just awesome. It's the reactions have been extraordinary. Their coaches and student athletes have been thrilled. They, you know, they, they, they want to play in front of, out of a ton of people. And this location certainly provides the best access for all members of our community to support our student athletes. So it's, it, that has been great. The video board assets, everything like that, they've loved. And, you know, it's really, put an emphasis on content, which we're constantly evolving as the season goes along, which um, this is a new enhancement as well. So it's it's just had an, a never-changing effect. It's been really, really positive. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to hear like the reactions and things like that. And you alluded to it, there's the content piece to it and all the production on the back end. And you, you obviously have the idea of what kind of displays you want to bring in and what you want them to do for the fan experience. But like the plan on the production side, did you have a lot of that in place and like you said it's kind of evolved a little bit already and and what does the crew look like that's running that production yeah i love that question uh we had an initial scope of what we wanted to do and we built content based on that uh, we're very fortunate to have a really strong media center on campus they acted as our you know we're we're really all one team where we interact with them every day and they're and, and they help make our athletics productions uh really really special we had Dytronics design a ton of content to get us off the ground. Um, and then we've also, you know, as the season has progressed, we've made a lot of changes based on 
just kind of understanding how fans interact with the building, uh, how our student athletes and coaches have interacted in the building, and maximizing the functionality of the of the displays is something that we're able to really do now. Uh, the ball's in our court, so to speak, to do that. So we have some great freelancers that serve as our deck control ops, and they work in other buildings, and they have brought new ideas to the table and become part of our team. You know, for example, you know, we're doing periodic assessments throughout the year to all ticket buyers. And we've gotten some feedback that they'd like to see some advanced stats. So we built our initial scope and there's, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, we've certainly got our basic scoreboard elements and they look really, uh, really strong and on brand and, and are appealing and easy to see and view. But, um, using some of the secondary elements to provide advanced stats. So we're building out the workflow now to provide those kind of quick hitter advanced stats during the game so that, you know, we've realized that you can customize your displays to cater to your entire audience. And it's really up to the live events person, uh, along with our in-house, our in-game production manager to, to hit the right um, sequence at the right time. So if there's impactful stats that are that are changing the narrative of the game, it's, it's important to display those. If it's a two-point game down the stretch and you need more fan prompts, we've got really uh, cool options for that. We're in the process of obviously monetizing this building and using the display portion drive revenue from a sponsorship perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's multifaceted and how all of those different elements complement one another um, has been one of the things that we are we are continuing and will continue to focus on uh but it's had a direct impact and so we probably tweak things we probably tweak things every game one way or the other and some of the things the fans may not even notice but it's making our workflow better and really we want to provide a best-in-class fan experience and uh, a professional operation and something that uh you know is really impressive for all of our stakeholders and this is what I, I love the conversations like this because we've had them with many customers in the past of sometimes we talk to a customer before they've kind of gotten their new project going and talking about the excitement of it. Sometimes we're talking to them after the year's done and how did it go that year? What changes are you going to make? I know we've heard the phrase was the just try not to crash the car the first year. And I loved when we were talking to you about it in our pre-call even of before this episode of you're you're taking a different approach, and you even kind of mentioned it already. You're not waiting for that first year that you're just in right now to make any changes. You're actively seeking, you know, opinions, and you're doing changes like these advanced stats game by game. So you're not even, let's say, you're putting the pedal down on the floor, but you're not waiting for an entire season to make any changes. Yeah, sir, I totally agree with that summary. There's a couple of things that get into that. I'm a big believer in assessment and our friends at Aspire have been really helping us with um, navigating that element throughout the year to make sure that we're hitting the mark with our fan base. So we're getting constant feedback and we're making changes as we get that feedback and in as close to real time as possible. Um, secondly, I really got to credit, you know, like we're, there's some really, really smart people on this campus that I work with every day that are um, super um, technology fluent, electronics fluent, ESPN production fluent, game game production, all that stuff that, that we've, we've really have a nice network of people, both on, really on campus and off campus. That is part of our, kind of our family from a, from a media perspective that 
I can, which allows us to have that viewpoint, right? Where we, we don't have to say, listen, we got this new car. We just don't want to crash in the first year. The, this group of people are fluent in the technology so we can make those changes. They're experts in their field and, uh, we're not taking any risks with any technology that we're not fluent in. They're, they're fluent in the technology. We're able to make changes on the fly. So I really got to credit our team because that's, you know, I want to be aggressive because I want to, you know, I, I want our fans to have a great experience. I want to mm-hmm. athletes, you know, coach to have a great experience. Um, but it takes a lot of people to make that happen. So our aggressive approach is due to the, the, uh, broad-based skill sets of our team. Yeah. That's, that's great to hear. Like a team comes together to help mm-hmm. make everything look great and build a great experience. And some of that team's in, in a control room doing things for obviously on the video side, but is that on the audio side as well? Or do you have your teams focusing on both of that or how's that set up? So, uh, from a production standpoint, there's three different elements. So we are fortunate. We have, like I mentioned earlier, a great media center on our campus that has built a centralized control studio for our ESPN broadcast. So, uh, our, the, the Mac is an ESPN uh, contractually an ESPN conference, and it's been a great, uh, partnership, uh, for all of our institutional members. So we put all of our basketball games in ESPN plus or three. So all of our cameras are run across campus with fiber and the game is produced in another building. Uh, they, we have a beautiful in-house control studio in Mahoney arena that is just for the in-house production. And then separate from that, we have a scoreboard control room that overlooks uh, the, obviously the, the court. And that has uh, our lighting display, which has been really helpful as an in-game element with some different settings that fans enjoy. Our, our Dectronics display studio, um, we have an audio tech for every game and the, the dashboard for that is in that space. And then um, the ability to mix and match music from up there or down on the floor with a DJ, that sort of thing. So. There's three different technically studios that where, you know, everyone's on comms communicating with one another on different channels. We have both a mix of professional staff and students uh, involved uh, and looking to recruit and give that experience to more Fairfield students uh, as often as humanly possible. And that's expanded every year that we're doing this um, for, for um, games in this venue and in others on campus. So, um, Again, credit the architects and and kind of our our campus team for creating those three separate spaces because each one of those spaces has a has, they complement one another and they make the game experience whether you're in the venue or home on uh, on TV uh, watching a TV really really strong they complement another but they're not stepping over one another uh, to where you're trying to do too much in one space mm-hmm. um, I, I we have experienced that in the past it's really difficult to do. Um, so to separate them out and have a clear lines of communication and, and uh, the respective technology in each space to maximize the fan experience has been really, really helpful. That's awesome. And even hearing you say, you know, getting students involved in the future plans to get more students involved, that's always a, I'd say it's a side benefit. But when we talk about Dectronics and video displays, I mean, even at the high school level now, but it's, yeah, the fan engagement's important, sponsorship, advertising revenue, but then there's this educational aspect as you're getting students involved that this might be something that interests them, gets them in a career path that way. And also I've heard like it just gets more in people involved I don't know, with a sport that maybe would not have if that wasn't there. So I don't know if you want to just talk a little bit about just the opportunities it gives students from an educational standpoint. Couldn't agree with you more. 
these are we within our uh, in-house production team, our marketing staff, uh, and certainly on our ESPN broadcasts, we have incredible opportunities for our students to get involved and learn really valuable skills uh, that they can take with them and run with it as a career, run with that as kind of a separate freelance thing if they're really they're still interested, but they have another career track. Um, we have, you know, every year now we've made the rounds to all of our, uh, communications classes, our sports marketing classes, um, our, our broadcast and production classes and, and conveyed these opportunities and more and more students are taking advantage of that. And it, it's incredible. And we've had great students that have latched on to the opportunity and they're, they're a part of the team. Um, and they, they become, uh, people that you can't live without, like, uh, you know, there's valuable skills. If you know how, if you got students that are fluent on replay or know how to use uh, a Dytronics uh, display studio or um, can uh, handle audio levels for a broadcast or an in-house production, or you know, we have, you know, for in-house camera systems underneath our ribbon boards, we have five PTZ cameras that we can use truly for, for uh, fan engagement in, in venue. So navigating those PTZs uh, to um, connect with fans and get them up on the video board and showcase that they're having a great time. Mm -hmm. Like that's all great student experiences that are, you know, resume builders and uh, really, you know, can build a baseline of a, of a really, really successful career. Uh, if you lean in and, and credit our students, you know, who have, uh, really leaned in and joined, joined on this journey with us because they're having a great time. That's, and that's crazy because it's it's the the resume building. We You always say never starts too early, and there's kids coming out of high school with some of these high schools that has video boards that we've talked to, right, about, all right, now they're coming in as a freshman in college and they have experience working with, you know, whether it's display studio or a camera and stuff because the high schools are getting it. So it's just one of those, a side note, but like, it's crazy thing in that it's coming down to the high school level and having a resume in a way as a get or a freshman in college. Yes, we've actually seen that impact as well. We've had a couple high school students that have helped us in the media side. We have one student right now who attends a high school about twenty minutes down the road, but she heard what we were doing through another friend, and uh, she's on camera with us or in the control room every night for ESPN broadcast. Oh, wow. She's going to shoot a senior high school. She's going to do an internship with us in the spring as a part of her, um, I think a capstone, um, curriculum as a high school student. And, uh, she's very much a part of the team, just like everybody else and credit her because she's, she's, uh, getting started even earlier. Yeah. So she, she can walk into a, uh, a similar setting in college and be fluent in a lot of this technology and, uh, you know, become a mainstay wherever she decides to go to school. Um, so it, there's just so much opportunity there and, and the students that take advantage of it early and often, I, I, near in almost every situation, it's a value add to their career, um, and mm -hmm. gets them started. So it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome to hear all those, all those extra opportunities that come with this yeah. new venue and this new system. Are there any, uh, other opportunities that you've noticed coming along that you haven't implemented yet or any, any plans for the future of, of using that system that you have kind of on deck, but haven't unrolled out yet? Um, I, d I just think there's infinite possibilities with scoreboard displays that, uh, you know, so we've, we've pushed, you know, we, 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 we opened up, we've pushed the envelope, we've made some changes and then every, you know, 
with every new season, there's a ton of possibilities. I think there's still some, uh, we can do more with video. Um, we can, uh, continue to tweak our, our school board elements. So it's just, I, I guess my answer would be that it never really stops. We're never content. We're never satisfied. We're saying, this is it. It's the best that we could do. Um, and now that we have a home of our own, but these types of displays, we also have the, the offline time when we're not, it's not a game day where we can experiment with some things and say, okay, well, we built this, let's take a look. How does this impact? And then, you know, how does it all come together on game day? So it's just a never rolling process. Yep. I love that answer too. Cause it's usually, again, it's one of those yeah, we want to try all these. We're going to try in the off season, but for you, it's definitely different. You're implementing them in real time, and uh, continuing to push the envelope. Do you have? And maybe that maybe that was the answer to this question coming up. But do you have any advice um, to any other athletic d- directors that are out there that may be in a similar situation? You know, they're looking at either a new facility, a new arena, getting back on campus. But kind of any advice that you learned by going through this process that you could pass on? Yeah, I'm grateful to the a part of this process. So I just, I, I want to continue to emphasize that this was a gigantic team effort and I'm lucky to work for great people that, that, that believe in this institution and believe in the people around it. So it, that, that the alignment is, is, is here at Fairfield and that's, and that's, uh, you know, that's part of, uh, our success, a key part of our success. I would say from, I think we went about it the right way from a planning and assessment standpoint. We all around the table understood the magnitude that this building would bring to our community. So we were very, very thorough in every single element of the building. We were very thorough with the third party partners that we brought on. We wanted partners that would be in, in be in it with us for the long haul. And we brought them on early so that we weren't uh, kind of doing anything in the 11th hour. The assessment piece is huge mm-hmm. and the research, um, of other venues was huge to really take, you know, there's, there's so many great buildings and, and, and capital projects going up across college athletics. So there's, there's, and everyone, if you call up any school is, would be more than happy to, to show you around and say, this is what we did, right. This is what we wish we did better. So take advantage of those opportunities. Um, so I'm really, I'm proud of our process. And again, that was, that was a team team effort, but our process was thorough. We tried to kind of turn over anything that was, you know, that, that could have been an issue early. We brought on third-party partners early. We tried to over-communicate and bring this building to life. So I would just say, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily advice, but um, there was key components in our process that I'm proud of that um, others looking to the, do the same thing, um, I would recommend that. Yeah. And that's similar similar workflow. Yeah, that made total sense. Make sure everybody's on the same page and and do your research. Is is kind of what I got from that. Make sure you're you're looking for everything that you want to implement and and try and like you said, leave no stone unturned. Over communicate. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> over communicate. That's a great one. <laughs> is is there anything else about this project that we kind of haven't hit on that you want to make sure is is pointed out in in this podcast? Uh, I don't think so. I think this has been. Uh, first of all, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Uh, to speak to all today, the process of of bringing this building to life as a team effort is is one of my my favorite topics. So I appreciate the opportunity to convey the special things that we're doing here at Fairfield, and you know certainly invite anyone that you know wants to come through and check out the building and, 
you know, from an industry perspective, it's, it's just been, it's, it's really, really cool. I think we're doing something really special. I believe in what we're doing. We've got great people that all have a shared vision towards that. And I think our best days are still yet to come, right? We open the building, everyone's having a good time, you know, but, and, and now our, for us, it's, you know, we're, we're nowhere near content, you know, how do we maximize this building? How do we bring in the most? you know, impact to our community? How do we create an, an exceptional environment for our student athletes and coaches? So, you know, this is, you know, this is a huge chapter uh, and how do we, how do we uh, advance and continue to move forward now that how do we leverage this incredible uh, building in the center of campus, this beacon that's in our, the center of our campus um, to continue to grow here at Fairfield. So it's, it's, it's been, I'm very grateful to be a part of it. It's yeah. been awesome. No, it, it sounds great. And I want to thank you for coming on and sharing all this information with us. I'm I'm excited to to hear about it. I want to go out there and experience a live event in, in your venue now. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go from South Dakota out here. I want to go out there and check it out. It sounds awesome. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on up from South Dakota. I mean, we're, we're five minutes from the beach here. It's nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we can do on that front. But thank you again for coming on and, and sharing all this information. It was great to hear from you today. Sounds good, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. Thanks, Zach. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes.